0: if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. If it's the wrong choice, you can make another choice. The problem is that you think every decision you make is a lifelong decision. And I think every decision I make is like, okay, this feels like the right choice right now. And if in six months we realize, you know what, this actually wasn't The best and we need to come up with a new solution, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But I don't want to live my entire life not doing things that my intuition tells me is right for fear that I'm going to get it wrong. As we've learned a million times, life can kick the crap out of you even when you're playing it safe, even when you're trying to do the right thing. problem with doing video on the podcast is that your girl loves a baggy situation. I love I mean I everything I'm wearing is three sizes bigger than my body because I work from home and it's fun and it makes me happy and I feel comfortable. And then Jack, producer Jack's like, hey, but we really need some video. We'd love some video to help promote the show and I'm like, okay, but I'm basically wearing your dad's clothes. So it'll be what it'll be, and this is what it looks like, and God bless us, everyone. Here we are. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of the show, as based on my opening monologue, I'm sure you can tell today is going to be a little bit more of, I'm not going to say irreverent, but more of a conversational, you and me, let's talk about the year. Let's talk about 2023. And we are here and we have survived and praise all the things that we are here together. I dig December. You maybe have heard me talk about this, either been talking about it in the email, I've talked about it on the show many times, but I love the month of December because I am a massive lover of Christmas and I get so excited for the holidays and I go way over the top and I decorate too much and I use holiday themed mugs and holiday themed napkins. And every day my kids come home from school and they're like, are you serious? You've got another tiny treat?" Like mom, please. No, I will not stop because it makes me happy. it's been a hard year. So I'm doing Christmas even harder than normal. I love December for that reason. But I also love December because December precedes January, my favorite month. My favorite month because New Year's, new year, new you, who are you going to be? What are you going to do? What's your word? What are your goals? What are we planning for? How's this all going to map out? That just really grooves with my personality. But the other thing you may or may not know is that my birthday is January 9th. So not only is it like we're envisioning this beautiful future for ourselves and all the things we want to do and accomplish in the year ahead, but also we're eating cake we're definitely having champagne at some point. I'm celebrating me. It feels fantastic. I, If you think I love Christmas, you should see me celebrate a birthday. So all of that to say, we're gearing up for some really fun weeks ahead. And it's part of why I did December. Because I love December, because I love prepping for January, a lot of the content that I am creating this month is about reflecting on the year that we've just gone through and planning for the year ahead. This is a big part of my annual process. And if you've hung out with me for a while, you've probably heard me talk about things like a calendar audit and setting goals and choosing a word for the year. All of that stuff is coming up. But I really don't think It serves us well to imagine goals for our future if we don't review the past. Years ago, I used to get so excited to set goals, but I didn't really understand how to work through what we would call in business like a postmortem. Like you have a launch, let's say, or you release a new product or you introduce something into the marketplace and then you go through all of this stuff to get it out into the world. If you're really good at business, after it's out, whether it was wildly successful or it flopped big time or it was just kind of meh, no matter what happened with that thing that you put out into the world, it's important to do what we would call in business a post-mortem. Meaning, You sit down with whoever worked on the project and maybe a couple of other people outside of that particular project, and you just go through everything. How did this work? How was the process? How was the flow? What did we think about that marketing? What does the data tell us? What worked? What didn't work? You really dig into what happened so you can identify what you can do better next time, And also what really worked that you want to make sure that you replicate as much as possible. It is the same with our lives. With our lives, it's important to look backwards and identify what worked and what didn't. What do we want to do more of? What do we want to remove as we move forward? And how can we overall just enjoy the process better? So for today's episode, I thought that I would walk you through how I review my year. This is not the calendar audit. That is coming up soon. I promise it's fantastic. Every single one of you has to promise me that you will do it. Okay? If you listen, if you have listened to five episodes of my podcast this year. It means you're at least a little bit interested in this idea of working on yourself. And if you are, you got to listen to the calendar audit episode. It's coming up soon. It'll be here before the end of the year so that you can do a calendar audit so that you can properly map out 2024. At first I thought it might be interesting if I looked at my year for you guys through the lens of wins and losses, like what worked, what didn't work. But as I started making a list, I was like, I don't like that language. I don't like that vernacular. I don't feel like it sets any of us up for positively reviewing what we've done. So I want to talk about the things that I absolutely loved and pull apart how I can incorporate more of that into my year ahead, as well as talk to you guys about some of the areas I feel like I didn't do as well, and I really want to focus in on doing better in the next year. If you want to take on a process like this, a annual review, for lack of a better word, just move through it with the intention that we're panning for gold. This is not an opportunity for you to beat yourself up or to challenge yourself and be angry about what more you could have done and how you could have tried harder and better, that's not going to serve you. If beating ourselves up worked, you and I would be way further along in life right now. If shame was effective in getting us where we wanted to go, you and I would be way further along by now. You cannot shame yourself into the best version of you. But I do believe you can love yourself into the best version of you. So here's some things that went well in 2023. The first thing that I feel like I did really well in 2023 was survive 2023. Can I get a witness? If you are listening to this and you have lived through one hell of a year, Give me a snap, raise your hand, raise the roof, give me an amen, shout a cuss word. You do what you need to do, but let's acknowledge that 2023 had its share of butt kicking, and yet we are here. We are still here. I started out 2023 telling God and telling the universe like I'm good. You have taught me, Lord, Bless me and keep me. You have taught me. I've learned so many lessons over the last few years. It has been so hard. There were so many, not one time, not two times, not five times over the last few years where I thought, man, this is going to be the thing that takes me under. And miracle of miracles, we just keep treading water and we tread water until we get the energy to swim and then we can swim until we get the energy to get back on shore and we start to feel better. But I do feel like in the last few years, man, life has kicked the crap out of me a lot. And not just me. If it was just me, that would be one thing. But you and I both watch so many people we love struggle in the pandemic, struggle in the economy, lose people, lose jobs. Relationships have fallen apart. Businesses have broken If you look anywhere in the news or media, there's so much information. It just feels so hard. Yeah, I came into 2023 really just praying for a peaceful year. Like, man, I don't need to achieve anything big. I don't need to accomplish any crazy goal. I would just appreciate a year where nothing super hard happens. And then, of course, because this is life, I've had a year where One of the hardest things ever happened. I think there are parts of it that I did right. I'm sure there are parts of it that I did wrong. But coming to the end of this year, I'm just, I'm proud of us. I'm proud of me and my kids. I'm proud of me and my family. And I'll include you in that. Whatever you live through, I'm proud of me and you. We made it here. We are here. So that's one of the things I'm giving myself credit for. And honestly, Maybe you're like, wait, Rachel, you're about to celebrate the fact that you're just still standing. Yeah, I am. I am. Let's start right there on our list. Because if we all celebrate the fact that we are still here, still standing, still doing our very best, that's a heck of a good place to begin. The second thing that I did this year that I loved, like one of my favorite things that I've done in a super long time, is started my trek on the Camino. If you didn't catch that episode of the show, maybe you're not familiar, I had always wanted to walk the Camino de Santiago. It's an ancient pilgrimage from the border of France to the coast of Spain, and it's a 40-day pilgrimage, so I thought I would have to wait until my kids were grown in order to take that on. But then I found myself with my kids at summer camp for two weeks, and I realized I would have two weeks in the year completely to myself. And since I have my children full-time, obviously, those are the only two weeks in the entire year that I did not have my children with me. So even though I couldn't do the full trek, I decided to do it in parts. I decided that every year when my kids go to summer camp, I would go back and I would pick up on the trail from where I stopped walking the time before. And I know it's not traditionally how people do that pilgrimage, but man, that's the beauty of life. We get to make up our own rules and decide how we take things on. So I absolutely loved that experience. It was hard in a lot of ways. It was very unexpected in a lot of ways, but it is without a doubt my favorite memory of the year. I was sitting with my boyfriend on a date night recently, and the question was, what is your happiest memory of this year? And I thought about it for a minute, and I was like, oh, sitting in the dirt, eating fresh bread and sheep's milk cheese and prosciutto and cake left over from breakfast at the little hotel we had stayed at the night before, like it was the simplicity of walking the Camino. And it just reminds me how much I love physical challenges. Having run half marathons, full marathons, climbed mountains. It's important for me and my heart and my sense of adventure to have the opportunity to do new and different physical challenges. I'm not that interested in running another marathon because honestly, I've done that a couple times. I really light up and get excited over physical challenges that are things I've never done before. And this will be my, you know, shout out to those of you who have been dreaming about doing some kind of physical challenge, You want to sign up for a 5K or maybe you want to sign up for an ultra marathon or whatever makes your heart excited and happy. This is your sign from the universe that 2024 is your year. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. TravelTexas.com slash get your own. In fact, I did a whole podcast episode telling you how to train for a physical challenge and telling you that you 100% totally could do it. So let me find that number real quick. And I feel like it's important to say, if you don't already know this about me, I did not start out as any kind of athlete. In fact, when I started training for my first race, I was 52 pounds heavier than I am today. And I only use weight as a reference to give you some idea of how much extra I was carrying on my frame and how much harder it was to literally go from couch to 5K, then from 5K to half, then from half to full. So if you have this vision, dream, hope of, doing something like that, but you think it's not for you, go listen to episode 418 of the podcast. It's my fitness journey. I tell you the story and I fully do my absolute best to convince you that you should totally do a physical challenge. And I think that the new year is the perfect time for you to take that on. So walking the Camino definitely was a highlight of my year. Another thing that I feel like I did really well and I'm proud of and I'm so happy with the decision was to move from Austin, Texas to Los Angeles, California. I am born and raised in Southern California about two hours from where I live now. So being back in Cali has been such a gift. I cannot properly express how much it's done for us as a family how much it's done for my business, just being back in a place where more things are happening. I work in media and now live again in a city where media is a big part of what's going on around you. So you're hearing it, like you go get coffee or you see people, you run into them at the grocery store who are in your same business, which of course that exists in Austin too. But in Austin, I lived half an hour outside of Austin. I was out in the country. So I didn't run into people that I knew. Anywhere that I wanted to go was like at least half an hour in the car. Now I walk everywhere. I very rarely drive in the city, which is so wild. But it has been the absolute right decision for our family. And I'm so grateful that I made it. I know it is ridiculous. And I used to sort of make fun of this because I lived in LA for like 20 years. Then I moved to Austin. You know what? There is a reason that people talk about this weather so much. And growing up in Southern California, I did not appreciate the weather until I moved out of it. So as cheesy as it sounds, waking up, especially right now in the wintertime, and it's chilly, but it's a bluebird sunny day. And I'm walking everywhere and just, I just feel, I feel better. I feel more grounded. I feel really good. And I think it's a testament to how right it is that the kids just transitioned so quickly. Everyone made friends immediately, just sort of settled right in. Like it feels very right for us. So I would also speak that over anybody who wants to make a big decision for themselves or their family, like moving to a new city or considering a new job. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. If it's the wrong choice, you can make another choice. The problem is that you think every decision you make is a lifelong decision. And I think every decision I make is like, okay, This feels like the right choice right now. And if in six months we realize, you know what? This actually wasn't the best and we need to come up with a new solution, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But I don't wanna live my entire life not doing things that my intuition tells me is right for fear that I'm gonna get it wrong. As we've learned a million times, life can kick the crap out of you, even when you're playing it safe, even when you're trying to do the right thing. So I think we may as well pursue what sounds interesting and exciting and feels like the next right move. And if it doesn't work out, it's not for nothing. Because even when things don't work out, we learn, we grow, we acquire new skills Maybe we get a thicker skin or we made a great new friend in that environment. Like nothing is lost in the process. A big thing that I did this year that I'm really loving is being in a city where I can walk so much has really changed the way I approach physical activity. So I walk a ton now. And I don't just walk to go get coffee or go to the grocery store. I also walk regularly as my daily movement. Like I'll just go walk for a few miles. In fact, the other day I told my teenager was here with my two younger ones. I said, hey, do you mind keeping an eye on the little kids for a minute? I'm gonna go walk down and get coffee. My favorite coffee shop is actually like a mile and a half from where I live. So if I do a round trip, it's a little over three miles. And he was like, yeah, sure. But I didn't tell him where I was going. And at some point while I was gone, his friend invited him to something. And he wanted to see where I was to double check, like, would I be back in time for him to go to his friend's thing? And when I came back, he was like, dang, mom, you were so far away. I said, yeah, I told you I was going to get coffee. And he's like, you went to that spot to get coffee? Because he knows I've taken him there before. I'm like, yeah. He's like, it's so far. I'm like, no, it's a fantastic walk. So I've really adjusted my idea around moving my body every day and it not needing to be something that is so intense, but rather something that just feels really good, that allows me to get that daily movement in, that allows me to get the time to kind of reflect or maybe just listen to music or listen to a podcast. So walking has been a huge part of the second half of this year, and I'm really feeling so much better for it. And I have to say, I didn't get it before. I I haven't ever lived in neighborhoods where you can walk to a bunch of stuff. And that's what started it. I just got so used to walking everywhere to get what I needed that then I was like, oh, I really enjoy this. Like, I'm just going to start walking two or three days a week as the form of exercise for that day. And then on the other days, I'll take a yoga class. I'll go do some strength training at the gym. But I swear doing movement that doesn't spike a bunch of adrenaline in my body is really serving me well. And I was telling Jack this on a recent episode of Start Today. I cannot believe what my body looks like without intense workouts. Like I really thought... If you wanted to have a strong body, if you wanted to have a lean body, if you wanted to have any of these things, you had to do hardcore, intense workouts, and it's just not the case. You have to be mindful about what you take in food-wise, and you have to be mindful about your movement, but I just feel like I got it all wrong. So if you guys have been looking for ways to shake things up or try new things, I mean, maybe try walking get a pedometer, see what happens. A really great goal is 10,000 steps a day, which I know is way easier with this bluebird winter day as opposed to if you're in Chicago in the winter, probably not as easy to go outside and get 10,000 steps a day, but consider adding it in even in a smaller dose just to see if it makes you feel better because that's been a really big one for me this year. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Amongst everything else, amongst producing, I actually wish I had the number of podcasts that we've produced this year because... We have put out more content in the podcast space than I even knew was possible. This was my year work-wise of experimenting. I really wanted to try a bunch of different stuff. I tried podcast tour. I tried a bunch of different kinds of podcast content. I tried all sorts of this and that because I just wanted to see what worked and what I could do and, and what happened. And God, the show has grown so much with that experimentation, which is so rad. But amongst that, my, my regular, quote, day job, I finished my next book and I finished a screenplay this year. And not only did I finish them, but I've gone through all kinds of edit rounds. So we're getting closer to there being something that I can actually show you guys at some point, which is really exciting. But it's been a big year for creation which I haven't really put into those terms before. I haven't really thought about how much creation has happened this year, but truly that is, was maybe part of my process of, of handling all the things that have come at our families, just trying to work through it and experiment and see if there was anything to be mined in the process of going through all this stuff. So That's been really cool. And I'm proud of the things that I've made. And the last thing that I wrote down that I did this year that I really loved was Start Today Journal. You guys are probably not watching this. You're probably listening to it. So you can't actually see the Start Today Journal that I'm holding in my hands. But it is so beautiful. I can't wait for you to see the real thing. I can't wait to walk you guys through the process. It is coming very soon. And you're saying when, and I don't have an answer for you. I would say within the next few weeks, we'll have something to show you. And to be honest, I actually cannot believe how long it's taken to get here. Or I guess I can, because I really wanted it to be right. And I really wanted to sit with it. This is, I think, the third round prototype that I've had my hands on because I was really fussy about exactly how it would look, how it would feel. The paperweight, we wanted it to be made with bamboo so that it wasn't harmful to trees. We wanted to use recycled materials. There was just a lot that went into the process, and I'm really happy with how it turned out, and I think you guys are going to love it. So more on that soon, I promise. I'm also proud of how much I have let go of this year. I've really worked so hard on removing thoughts from my life that don't serve me. Not like really, I have really worked on sort of obsessive thinking and anxiety thinking. I've read so many books and done so much work on how to get past those things. And I've been able to navigate past mindsets and ideas that have plagued me for most of my adult life. And I really did that this year because honestly, I was just so sick of it. I think in life, we just get to a place where we're like, never again. You know, if you ever, when you were younger, maybe you had too much tequila one night and then forever, if you even look at a bottle of tequila or smell a margarita or something, you just want to barf everywhere because you have such intense leverage about not bringing that thing back into your life. That's how I felt this year. And to be honest, I felt like that because I was navigating an experience with my children that was horrific, truly, on so many levels. Helping my kids navigate the loss of their dad was horrific. And then having a public image so that all sorts of people used this horrific thing in my children's life to create content was y'all you can't even imagine you can't even or maybe maybe some of you can maybe you've experienced similar things it doesn't even seem like reality and i guess it's not i guess i don't know for some people they think that what the kids won't see the things that are being made, you know, I have teenagers who have access to the internet. So there's all sorts of stuff that I've had to navigate with them and all sorts of stories and rumors and lies. And honestly, that's been around for me for at least five years, right? Like I've navigated that in my business for at least five years. Unfortunately, that is part of doing any public-facing work is just, you know, people like to make things up on the internet because it gets them clicks or attention or whatever. But the beauty, and yes, I'm going to say the word beauty, in it getting to, like, the absolute worst of the worst, meaning, like, I'm trying to hold my family and my children together with my two hands and my heart and my intuition and like, how the holy hell do we navigate this awful thing? And oh, by the way, go through that and go through it while newspapers and magazines are writing about this process. It's bananas. But like I said, the beauty from those ashes or a reminder, again, that the obstacle is indeed the way is I just got to this place of like, I cannot win at this game. It is impossible. I think something that I struggled with so much for so long is when people would write or make videos or do podcasts or whatever, when they would write lies about me. They would just make up things. And the public has no way of knowing that those things are lies or not. And if you as the person engage with it in any way, you're only giving more attention and more fire and fanning the flames of more of that. So you're only giving this person who's... Not moving with integrity or intention. You're only giving them what they want. So the way I have handled it is to just not engage. I think on some level, I would struggle with it so deeply and for so long because I would be like, this isn't true. They're saying things that are not true. This is not me. If you knew me, Rachel, if you knew me, you would know this wasn't true. And so there is this gut instinct to try and like, speak up for yourself or prove them wrong or like tell the truth. But you learn very quickly that that will do the opposite of what you want. So then having any kind of public persona, you either get trapped in this vortex of arguing with people about what the truth is, or you're just like, okay, I'm going to let sleeping dogs lie. I'm going to let people say whatever they want to, which is what I've done for a very, very, very long time. But inside my raised up to be a good girl persona, my people pleaser persona, my childhood self who got perfect grades and was the teacher's pet and didn't ever want to upset anyone or make anyone angry or have anyone say something about me that wasn't true, that part of me has always struggled, like so deeply struggled with the fact that anyone can just say anything they want at any time. But I'll tell you what will destroy that. Like just kill it, kill it dead, is having to figure out how to be strong enough to navigate something truly horrible on behalf of your children. And I guess some part of me, and I mean this in the best way, some part of me this year just like broke, was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I, I cannot win this game because I'm trying to play with integrity. And the people that I would be competing with in this arena are not. And so this is, there's no winning this. And so I choose not to try. I'm not trying to win that game. I learned this year in a bigger way than I ever have to just focus on the content I'm creating. Just focus on the words. Just focus on what I'm writing. Just focus on what I'm putting out with a podcast. Just focus on you as part of my community, And what I might be able to say that could help you in some small way. And the random people who like to talk are going to talk no matter what. And I just can't care anymore. Because this year, I lived through the realest of the real hard shit. And I navigated that with little kids who were bruised and hurting and grieving. And even then nothing was off limits. So I just choose to not care anymore. That was the beauty that came out of the ashes of this year, was realizing that I had to let go of that mindset once and for all. I am totally imperfect, and I can't even try To please everyone. And you cannot try to please everyone. And I hope that you never have to go through a year or go through a process like I've just gone through to get to that place. I hope you could figure it out in a a less painful way than I figured it out. But really doing the work to understand why I was so obsessive about this idea that like, no, no, but if you just say it in exactly the right way and have the right intention and, you know, work with good people. And if you just do it like that, then everyone will receive it the way that you intend them to. And that's just not the case. I really had to do the work to understand how to do this type of work. There was a Voicemail on the podcast the other day, and she said, Man, you're you're back in such a big way. And I'm loving all the content. And I just I love seeing you in my feed. And it was the first time that I had heard a member of the community acknowledge how much more effort we put into this year and how hard we work to really get as much content into your lives and your feeds as possible. And it was really gratifying. Because oftentimes this work, you know, it's me, right? I'm sometimes Jack's here and sometimes I do interviews, but often it's just me recording into a microphone or speaking into a camera and imagining who you are and imagining how this might be helpful and hoping that this hits you right when you need it most. But I have to tell you guys that our desire to be pleasing and our desire to be well-liked and our desire to be good girls is not only futile but is extremely destructive to our hearts, to our worth, to our work, to our ability to show up in this world. Yeah, that was a big lesson for me this year. And I'm grateful for it. One of the things that I'm excited to do better in 2024 is I've realized this might sound funny, but I really got to get out of the house more. (laughs) I don't know if that's going to resonate with any of you guys. I'm only just now understanding that part of the process with trying to help my kids through this year, was me just like doubling, tripling down on taking care of them, being there for them. I work out of the house. I'm here when they go to school. I'm here when they get home. For the first time, I'm like coming up for air. Everyone's doing really well. Knock wood, like nothing is going on right now. We're we're all doing okay. And I think when our kids are okay, it's Oftentimes, maybe even just a brief moment for us to check in and in checking in with myself, I'm like, oh, my God, the monotony is it's it's getting to me a little bit. It is getting to me. In fact, I did a podcast episode. There was an Ask Rach where a caller had asked me if I would explain how I help the kids through grief. And one of the pieces of advice I gave her was how important it is to Have a routine and have a consistent schedule that the kids can count on. I really feel like that was massively important in helping them navigate this year. And it's not just the loss of a parent, it could also be if you're going through a breakup, if you're inside of a divorce. Like having that consistency is so important for kids, I think. And I'm really proud of myself for leaning into that. But OMG, I just, I need to get, I'm gonna like get, you know, access to like a co-working space. (laughs) I don't need to do every day, but I am really conscious of the fact that I need to go out into the world. In fact, I've just, this week, I've been like, you know what, we gotta reach, you gotta, you know, put a real bra on maybe, I don't know, you just gotta like leave this house. Cause I go out, you know, I go, work out, I go to coffee. And of course I go on dates and uh, hang out with my boo and like do all that stuff. But I'm realizing that I'm sort of living within these four walls. And so one of the things I'm excited about for 2024 is coming up with some kind of work schedule that allows me to at least have some time where I'm not working from home, just to mix it up a little bit. But yeah, guys, that's what has been good this year. That's what has been hard this year. Lots and lots and lots of unpacking and work to get to a place where I'm feeling really good, really strong about what's coming next and where we're headed as a family and excited about a lot of really freaking cool projects that we have in 2024. More about that soon. There's some really cool stuff coming up and when you see it, you'll know. Maybe this was just an entertaining conversation to listen to while you drive to work. Or maybe what I actually hope comes out of me sharing about the year is that you begin to think about your own year and you begin to navigate the waters that were choppy and the waters that were smooth and think through how you can incorporate more of the good stuff into the new year and remove things that shouldn't be there in the new year, and plan for how life can feel better today than it did yesterday. I will be back soon with more conversation. If this was helpful to you, I would love it if you'd share it with someone that you know. If you want to check out the website, if you want to take a deep dive and look at posts and kind of see old recipes and what we've got going on over there, you can always head to MsRachelHollis.com, StartToday.com also has a bunch of fun stuff, so be sure and check out both of those. Until I see you again, I love you, and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble.